Uh, side note. Yes. Really quick. I don't think I answered this. Always go with the smallest size first. I, That's that the... <laughs> makes, makes sense to me. Smallest size first. Anyway. Start the... Oh, I see our guest is here looking phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> All right. Watch this. This Hi, is going to be great. You? We had, we had a, a fan. A fan of the show did this for us. Let me see if I can do this. Let me see. Ready, Vanessa? Ready, Trish? Watch. Everyone... Would you please welcome to the Putting You on a Podcast, a U.S. Army vet and your Pan-African World Diaspora Champion, the Afro-Punk, Trish Adora. There, look at that. That was phenomenal. Were you, able to, were you able to hear that? Yes, that's so sweet. Yeah, Thank you. It was uh, one of our viewers who's who he's he wants to get into ring announcing. I think I think that's right, Vanessa. Uh, he's dabbled a little bit. He's dabbled a little bit mm -hmm. in it, and uh, we were like, "Oh yeah, why not you just do one?" Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, write me a script, and I'll do one for you." And we never wrote him a script because we're kind of lazy, and uh, he sent us one the next day, and we're like, "Awesome!" So. Shout out to him. Great job. Ryan uh, Romano. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you. That was really nice. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you look great tonight. The belt looks phenomenal, by the way. Speaking of uh, Pan-African Championship, have you named that title yet? No. No, not just yet. I call her Big Gold. <laughs> big Gold. <laughs> um, Very Big Gold. I was watching a documentary on you. Uh, I only got halfway through it, though, before my daughters needed me. And you had said right at the start of the documentary, uh, haven't named it yet. Haven't named my title yet. So I thought, well, let's find out. Let's lead off with that and find out if, if she has given it a name yet. But big, big goal. We'll call it that. Looks great. What does that title mean to you? This, oh, man, this title it sort of represents freedom yeah. in a sense, right? Like as an independent wrestler, you're kind of free in a sense. And, you know, it's just up to you to make your own rules. You get to decide how you're presented, which promotion, promotions you work for. So um, I don't think that I fully understood what that meant mm -hmm. until I became champion. You know what I mean? Right. Until all of a sudden, everybody's eyes were on me, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm feeling like somewhat of the trend, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, that's when I really started to understand what what exactly I was up against. Um, and not really against. I want to work with wrestling and yeah. for wrestling. I don't ever want to work against wrestling. Um, but this is a way for me to represent myself and my community and my training facilities. Um, I take so much pride in my work. I'm just going to like hold my belt. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I take so much pride uh, in my work and becoming champion and having such a beautiful belt. That means so much to a lot of people. It's definitely helped me kind of button myself up a little bit more. It means that I'm a professional now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It means that I'm a standard bearer now. At least I believe that, you know, yeah. <laughs> if I believe that long enough, I'll, I'll get some people on board, you know? So that's just kind of always been my vibe. So I, um, I didn't know much about 
this title, uh, but I went back. I found out how you won it, and it was in a tournament, and you were the only woman in that tournament. Now, I am a father of three daughters. Vanessa has two of her own, so uh, that means a lot to me. I, Vanessa can speak for herself. That you went through that tournament, came out on top. Uh, what's it mean mean to you? You know, your role model for for young women. Yes, I, I, you know, that's that's really awesome. I'm just a human being trying yeah. to figure it out too. You know, um, I'm really excited that people can maybe see themselves in me, or maybe somebody they know in me, and could find a way to root for me there. Uh, when I was younger, one of my earliest like exposures to wrestling was watching Jacqueline versus Crash Holly and just seeing that that meant so much for me to see somebody that looked like me I was like wait a minute what that's so cool (laughs) you know and it kind of opened my eyes to like this brand new cool thing and I'm hoping I can do that too I I feel like if I can do that for you know maybe one person or a few you know that I've done good work in this business so um, I'm really happy that you know people are sort of gravitating to me in that way. But of course, you know, I'm still just a human being figuring it out as well. So I'm positive. I'm fairly positive that you have opened the eyes um, to men and women, uh, you know, to, to get in the ring and, and, and do this and strive to, to accomplish stuff like this. Now um, you grew up in a house with five brothers uh, yeah. must, I am one of four brothers with, uh, uh, my, and then my sister. So I know how rough it was in our house yeah. uh, for her. Um, but as, uh, how tough was it growing up with five boys in, in, in is that why wrestling was on all the time at your house? I was going to say, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> my earliest introduction. To wrestling was through them. Uh, then my dad, they kind of yeah. just grouped together and sit around the TV and, you know, I'm there are four older brothers and one younger. So okay. at that age, they're like, uh, they're 10, 14, 17. So like they're at that age yeah. where like wrestling wow. is just really like <laughs> pumped through the system and like pumped into their veins pretty much. So it was pretty easy to get caught up in all the excitement and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting. A lot of move trying. I can't tell you between the figure four and yeah. like the walls of Jericho. I yeah. can't tell you which one I've been put in more. I mean, yeah, <laughs> honestly, just they uh, give you any but... DDTs. DDTs were big in my house. Oh. Yeah, we tried that. <laughs> we did the figure fours, um, but we always felt like we were doing them wrong because nobody actually looked in pain. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, so we always thought we were doing it wrong because to us, it, you know, it's got to hurt. And, uh, man, my sister took a lot of, lot of brunt of move attempting and, uh, like definitely really, she unfortunately didn't grow up to be a wrestler, nor did any of us. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so it seemed like watching wrestling and wrestling in your house at that time it was a bonding experience. Uh, do you feel that that bonding experience is what cultivated your, your passion for this? Yes, it was uh, It was really interesting, too. I had, like, a couple friends at school, and we all just kind of, at lunchtime, we'd all sit together and talk about wrestling. And it was one of those things, this was in middle school and um, in high school, it became one of those things where I was like, yeah, we're going to be wrestlers when we grow up. Or, oh, that'd be so cool to be a wrestler. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of say that. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe, you know, those are just empty things that you say. And then 
one day you kind of wake up and that's kind of not the case. But I kind of always, I always wanted to wrestle. I always wanted to, you know, so pretty happy I came back around, you know, after my service. Right. Yeah. So let's get to that. So you were in, you were in, um, in the army, uh, for around eight years. So, um, that's awesome. And thank you for your service. Uh, my, my father was in the army as well. So I know that that would mean a ton to him. Um, so, but my question, uh, army fit and, and, and training for the army mentally and physically, uh, how does it compare to training mentally and physically to work in the ring and in this business? Cause they're probably not the same. No, they're not. I mean, nothing can really get you ring ready. There's something, you know, just hitting the ropes is a little bit different from anything. And then, you know, taking those first couple bumps and just kind of learning how to turn your body into like somewhat of a, a callus, you know what I mean? <laughs> just turning your body into like this machine somewhat. Um, and that process is with both. It's just a matter of, I think for me, my, it was more mental for me in the army. Um, I was very young. I joined when I was 19. Yeah. Um, and so there was just a lot of, just a lot of growing pains and a lot of understanding and just real world experience that was happening a bit sheltered growing up. So this is kind of the first time I'm just kind of thrust in what the real world could even be. So, um, definitely some growing pain. So very mentally taxing. Um, and physically I got along pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I was able to assimilate very, very about right. I'll say, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when it came to wrestling, that was extremely physically taxing. I kind of, just had to, there was kind of a learning curve for me. Like the moves weren't as easy to understand initially. There was still this trusting my body and trusting another person thing that it took a while to kind of connect. But, you know, once it did, everything worked out, but there was still that physical, that physicality to wrestling that I was trying to understand. I was trying to taper down my strength and just understand what working really meant and just to to figure out my body in a new way, you know, you never really are prepared for that. So, um, so you have the army, uh, that time under your belt. You also, uh, were a rugby player. So mm -hmm. to me, there's extreme badassery, <laughs> if that's a word and toughness, uh, that I can't even relate to. How does, how does going from playing rugby to, to going in the army, doing your service, doing your time, uh, lead you to the 3d Academy, which I'm sure you've heard this before. Uh, how do you get from point A to point 3D? Oh, you know, it was such a, it's such a winding road. Yeah. I can't even believe it sometimes when I look back. Um, right out of high school, I went to college and um, it wasn't for me, yeah. you know, or, well, let me not say that. Let me say that at that time, given the opportunity, I just kind of didn't make the best of it. I'll say that. Okay. Maybe one day I'll go back to school and it'll be very different, but yeah. I feel as though, I don't want to say that I squandered my time, but in a way I didn't make the best of my opportunities. So yeah. um, rugby was one of the shining points of my college memories and just super bummed out. I didn't finish up and was able to like hone in on that. Yeah. Um, so after that, I came back home and I was like super disappointed. You know, there was kind of always this pressure, especially as the only girl, you know, yeah. you kind of just, you know, 
maybe there's an invisible pressure, you know, either way. Yeah. But um, there's always this thing that you just kind of have to do well, no matter what. So I was just kind of like, all right, maybe I'll, you know, so eventually, you know, you join the army, you feel particularly out of options, as one would say. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so you find purpose and passion in that. And then um, I deployed in 2012. And just kind of halfway through, I was like, all right, I began to reevaluate why I started to do this and why I, what was stopping me from doing something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and why I never wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't I do that? You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, you know, I'm sitting here doing this and I'm like, it, you know, I just wanted to see what something else was like, something that I wanted to do, you know, something for me. So, um, I, you know, made sure the timeline almost lined up and um, I was able to still be on inactive service for a little bit. So I was able to go from D.C. to Florida. So I packed up my bags and I drove from D.C. to Florida and I figured it out on the way. Um, Well, honestly, I didn't really have a plan. So figuring it out on the way was more like rough draft (laughs) at that point. And I'm like, uh uh-oh, I might have made a mistake. But, you know, I was actually planning to go to another school anyway. Uh, 3D wasn't exactly on my radar. I didn't even know that they had had a school until I had gotten down there and couldn't get into the initial school. I met someone through such a coincidence at work. Um, I met someone who was also a wrestler. So I was like, hey, you wrestle? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, where do you train? She's like, Team 3D. I was like, wait a minute. you. So wait, the Dudley had a school down here this whole time? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, what the heck? Let's go. So, yeah. <laughs> And so we go about like a week or two later. And then after that, I just showed up maybe like two more times just to kind of get a general feel for the school. And I saved up and I went through. So. What's the biggest thing you think you took away from uh, Team 3D? Were Bully and Devon both there? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, they were uh, both there. Uh, what's the, the biggest thing that, that you took away that resonates most with you from your time there? Um. Let's see. I would say the biggest takeaway is – to just be so the the school motto is strongest the longest right okay. and the dudley have absolutely like lived that through and through you know they're one of the most decorated tag teams you know ask anybody yeah. you know top three hall of famers just such a an amazing story career and they are putting that old school the old school rules that help them get to where they are plus the new school changes that the business is making you know so to have those two at once, I just, I couldn't even, you know, sometimes I think about it now and I'm like, shoot, I wish I could go one more time with what I know now. Yeah. I want to run it back and go through training one more time. You know what I mean? Um, there was just such a wealth of knowledge that I couldn't even understand. There's lessons that I couldn't even, that didn't even make, make sense until I was like sitting on my luggage in the UK, like crying as I was terrified that I wasn't going to be able to get home and I wasn't going to be able to eat and like everything had just completely gone wrong. You know what I mean? And it's like little things like that. They teach me how to always respect the business first. That was one of the first things that they said. Respect. You have to respect the business first. And I hope that I live that through example, 
you know, the lessons that aren't exactly in the ring. You know, there's so much that you learn just to those 10,000 hours to mastery. You know, there's just so much to learn and to just try to continue to reinvent yourself and to continue to last. Like I'm just looking forward to be able to show that I can do that. So strongest, uh, the longest for sure. Strongest, the longest. Sorry, that might've been too, too wordy. I'm no, sorry. no. Yeah. More you talk, the less I have to talk. That's, I love it for sure. Uh, I listen to busted open every day. Bully's on there at least uh, two to three times a week or whatnot. And he says the same thing. Respect the business first. That's what we teach him. Strongest, longest, uh, old school rules with new school tools. I believe that's his motto. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah. So that's, that's great. Um, and now I heard you say in another podcast and I apologize because I, I can't give a plug to who it was that was talking to you about it. Um, but you're training with you, you're training with, or you trained ex, uh, extensively with Jonathan Gresham, uh, ring of honors, pure champion. Um, yeah extremely extremely phenomenal technical wrestler uh are you still training with him or you did well so i trained under the ring of honor dojo okay okay for about a year and a half two years now up to this point um before pre-covid you know everything was as is and we were training um up at the ring of honor dojo in maryland so Things have taken a little shift since COVID. Um, He had a Grappler's Guild program um, up here in Maryland. So I took that course as well. That was a uh, six to eight week course that basically just went through the foundations of wrestling. So pretty good stuff. Um, I am so honored to be able to call him, you know, a mentor. I think he is such a wealth of knowledge. I'm honestly just shocked every time I get off the phone with them you know there's just something new to be learned and there's just like a new layer to who I can be as a performer that I get to realize you know so I'm I'm so happy to be able to like sit under his learning tree you know yeah um that just uh made me think of something that I didn't have written down here in these notes ring of honor at their 19th anniversary just announced a all women's tournament um, yes, yes, yes. I believe if I, Vanessa, do you know when that is? That's in like June maybe or something. I don't remember a date. I can look it up. I don't. Yeah. Something, something like that. Um, but it made me think summer, summer. Yeah. That's what we'll say. We'll go with that. Um, it made me think, uh, cause they want women, they want all, all kinds all around from everywhere, uh, all skill levels, all, all styles. Um, could we see Trisha Dora? our Pan-African champion in there? You know, you very well could, honestly. I am on my journey. I'm determined to go where the good graphs are. And there's no more pure place, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, than Ring of Honor. Um, their roster, just yeah. top tier, you know. And I would be honored to even be considered to be a part of their women's tournament. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very happy to do that. I'd be very happy to do that. I'd like to see a Jonathan Gresham, Trish Adora, uh, pure championship match for your tournament. Well, look, <laughs> well, look, let's, uh, <laughs> one thing at a time. <laughs> I mean, but Hey, you know, we'll write that down. We look, we'll write it down. We'll yeah. get something situated. Yeah. You know, we'll burn some sage over it. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it situated. Seriously. I'll manifest that. 
I, I want to go where the good graps are. So um, I feel like so long as I feel good about, you know, my in-ring work, you know, wherever I end up, yeah. you know, I think that it'll always be a win so long as I feel good about what I'm doing and, you know, that I'm happy about my journey thus far. So it would be an honor. <laughs> um, another aspect that I totally loved when I, when I learned it about you, uh, you're have the best finisher the best name of a finisher uh, I've ever heard. And uh, it's got a good little backstory because um, it's like a tribute to your mom. And mm-hmm. uh, well, well, who else helped you name it? Faye Jackson. Faye Jackson. My girl Faye. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she just announced recently that she's going to be, uh, you know, stepping away. And uh, that's, you know, going to miss her and, and all that. But um, what what is uh, explain a little bit the name of that move and and what Faye uh, and your mom mean to you? Yeah, um, so my mom used to work at the uh, Harriet Tubman Women's Shelter in D.C. So she spent like a lot of time, you yeah. know, working there with some like outpatient care and stuff like that. So funny enough, how the name just kind of popped up. I was thinking about my mom, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, so how do I get over, I, I would play this game right. where, you know, you kind of sit and you kind of think of like quirky ways to like, you know, it's like a play on words yep. and, you know, you kind of do it like that. And I'm sitting, I'm thinking, I'm like, ah, how do I, what do I, <laughs> some of the runners up so pretty bad. We're not going to do it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I go, so what about like, Lariat Tubman and says like Lariat Tubman is the name. <laughs> and then boom. That's the name. And I was like, you're right. Because and I was like, Lariat Tubman's the name. She's like, Lariat Tubman's the name. And we just both kind of like have that moment. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is great. That's it. And I, I just I said it. I said it once and it just took off. I couldn't believe it. It kind of, you know, she did want her little commission off to the side. But I'm like, <laughs> of course you she know, did. <laughs> she made point. She made a point to say that, you know what, I'll slide her a little something, something, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, that's with funny. the assist. Yeah. Right yeah. And it does it. it. And it's funny because uh, you probably ran over a whole bunch of other names. And like you said, none of them clicked. And uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, we won't touch on those. Uh, but what I do want to touch on uh, is Alley Cat's uh, real hot girl shit, which is coming up yeah. this weekend. It's, it's, uh, the start of WrestleMania week, I guess, uh, or or I don't really want to call it WrestleMania week because then that's focusing on let's say it's uh, wrestling week or I don't yeah. know something. Yeah. But April ninth, um, you're going to be taking on uh, Tasha Steeles, I believe, unless I'm wrong. Um, so that should be good. That should be a good uh, good match. Um, are you looking forward to that? Have you prepped? Yes. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be the third time uh, her and I get into the ring. And this time it's no frills. Uh, Both times we're under tournament rules, you know, so it wasn't exactly just something where we can like really get into each other. So I'm really looking forward to be able to like, you know, look across the ring from her and really start to move my pieces. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. No frills, you know, um, I think that she's such an amazing competitor. You know what I mean? I think that overall she's just so talented and she brings so much to the impact roster. I'm 
happy to be able to take it to her. So yeah. I don't take that lightly. That's gonna be a it's gonna be all. a hot match for sure. I'll tell you that. For sure. Um, for sure. And you can get that on Fight TV. I believe that's what we realized last time, right, Vanessa? Uh Davian said yes. Fight TV. Yes. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine. So we look forward to that. Um, I'm going to ask you one more wrestling question, and I'm going to get off of those wrestling questions because no one really wants to talk about that, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, have you? I mean, you're you're hot right now. You're you're one of the top if top independent wrestlers, male or women, out there. At least that's the vibe I get, and that's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. Um, have some of the bigger promotions, and I'll use that in quotes, um, reached out to you? Uh, you know, I like a good draft, you know, so the door is always open. You can always keep the window open, you know. <laughs> the door is always open. I always keep the window cracked, yeah. you know, just in case. Um, I feel as though I could be friendly. You know, I, I would say that – let me put it this way. I would say – that I'm friendly with some of the bigger promotions, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just interested in going where the good graphs are. The good graphs are. Yeah. That's that. There you go. We're friendly, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, how did you stay sane during this pandemic? No, (laughs) I I didn't either. Things are starting to open up, but how did you get through that rough period? Learn any new traits? Yeah, you know, um, I thought that, so what was happening with me pre, pre-COVID, yeah. I just won, um, I just won this belt actually, February 15th of last year, 2020. So at that point, that was a month before everything had shut down. So I was walking into, you know, everything with all these mania bookings. It was yeah. going to be amazing. You know, at that point I had about seven, six or seven bookings. And I was like so ready to just tackle everything. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. And I I got really aggravated for a second because I thought this was going to be the thing that takes me to the next level. But I felt like a small amount derailed. Um, And then I just kind of thought about it. And I was like, well, I had just gone through some personal changes, you know. Um, In what ways in what ways can I capitalize on something that I hadn't been doing? Right. Well, I hadn't been resting. My training schedule was a bit messed up. Um, my social media game was just not where it needs to be. I couldn't get a straight across read across the board. You know, um, a lot of things weren't organized. I couldn't cultivate a lot of relationships. And that's just happening just on the run. I feel like I would get home. I'd sit my bag down take a deep breath, lay down, sit back up and be like, shoot, man, I got to run back out again. I feel like I was just kind of running ragged. And I think with, I know that, you know, with COVID, um, it afforded me an opportunity to slow down. You know, it let me focus on some things that I wasn't tackling. Like, sure, I had the bookings and things like that. There's so much more to independent wrestling than just those bookings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you realize that when you don't have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you start to, like, think about things a little differently, and now you're starting to 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 cultivate every little relationship you can because now they mean so much. And now you're just looking at things through such a different lens, you know? And now you're understanding how to negotiate better because now 
you got to be more flexible on your rate, maybe, or maybe you got to be more flexible about how many times you do this. And now you're just starting to become more of a negotiator. You're starting to become your own seamstress. Maybe I bought myself a sewing machine and a hand sewing kit and I am fumbling through that. It's, it's quite a task, you know, <laughs> we'll get there. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to take on as much as I can to make sure that my game is as airtight as possible. Yeah. You know, I took that time to, you know, look at my gear and go, okay, is this the best representation of myself? You know, I looked at, you know, myself in the mirror and I go, okay, is this the best representation of myself? So I begin to make those changes to make sure that I look like I'm supposed to be holding this, you know, that I look like I'm supposed to be across the ring with some of the best wrestlers in the world, that maybe one day somebody is crazy enough to call me the best wrestler in the world. I don't know, you know, it may happen, you know, um, crazy talk to some, right? But it's, I don't know, it's just, it's really helped open my eyes to, to just a lot of things. I'm, I'm so happy to have a better relationship at other training facilities. And I'm trying to make sure I cast such a wide net, like I, I train up at, um, cheese or excuse me, world famous CD world, school right, up in uh, Pennsylvania. World famous CD, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I train up there with Sumi and, and, uh, with, CB and it's such a lovely time there, you know, and I want to start training uh, a little more in North Carolina at some of those schools down there. Uh, right now I'm going to be, I plan to be using the MCW training facility until everything kind of gets situated yeah. until maybe the dojo picks up or, or something like that. But until then I know that there's always somewhere that I can go to just roll around for a little bit. And I'm so happy. I mean, honestly, like it's, to have a relationship like that, that's nice and cultivated and you feel good about that's, oh, that's, that makes me feel really good. And I'm happy to be able to have had the time to stop and look at those things. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Um, how's your chess game coming? I know your brother was teaching you how to ch- play chess. Good. Yes. Yeah. It's coming along pretty good. You know, I'm, you know, I'm learning something so funny <laughs> you, uh, that, I personally, maybe yes. not everybody, but I play chess kind of like my personality, you know, okay. I play a very like defensive game and I create like such a fortress, so to speak. And so being able to like be put into situations where I finally realized, right, that I'm never going to win the game with all my pieces, right? You no, just, you're not gonna. It, that's not possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have to lose something in order to win eventually. So me understanding that and looking at these pieces, honestly, I think chess is like war disguised as a board game. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just really just starting to understand like, okay, there's anxiety around this move because I know that if I make this move that I could potentially get hurt. You know, there's something on the other side of this. There's a threat on the other side of this. And to make that move anyway, even though it's just a you know and to make that move anyway you know it just it's so it's so freeing the first time you don't let that anxiety cripple you from making a move mm-hmm. Not there'd be reason. there'd be sometimes i'd be online playing and these people are so aggressive online they they just they inch forward and they they like wipe you out in a sense and i i've been able to like look at that and understand how that relates to my wrestling you know, understand that I have to move forward, that I have to be okay with losing a piece, 
that I have to get more aggressive. Yeah. You know, that I'm, I have to make those attacks. I have to advance all of my pieces, you know? So it's helped me just make so much more sense in my wrestling. It's so crazy. I, I couldn't even believe it, all the parallels and things that I've just been able to make more sense out of. It's, I could, <laughs> honestly, I could, I could talk all day. So. <laughs> I but. love, I love, to play, I love to play chess. So when I heard, uh, once again, apologies to whatever podcast I picked that up on. I heard your, your brother was teaching you the chess. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, man. I haven't played chess in forever, too. I should start teaching my daughters how to how play that. They'd love it. Um, yes. But one podcast I do remember was Alicia Atutes. And um, mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal. The interview queen, it was great. It was great. She, uh, she uncovered something. Um about uh, a place you used to work uh, as a cashier. Yes. Very interest, yes. uh, interesting uh, cast of characters, probably around this uh, place of employment at the time. Uh, I don't really, I was just curious, like maybe, uh, and you, you don't need to answer anything. Uh, what, what was one of, you got a good story of a question maybe you were asked, or can you find this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So one of the questions that sticks out, okay, <laughs> right? Um, one of the questions. It's very um. The first time I ever heard somebody say, "So which size should I use first? And I'm like, uh, um, and they're holding up this, uh, you know, and they're just like holding up something that's fairly yep. massive, and I'm yep. like. Well, you know, you don't want to use that one. Maybe, maybe um, not that one. Let me go over and show you all of these. <laughs> like, these are great for that. And these are nice. And, you know, you take it down off yep. the shelf and you and you put it on their hand and let them feel the mm. vibrate part and how it, like, you know, moves around. Then you talk about, you know, how, you know, that would feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's pretty i mean i had to get used to some stuff pretty quick and i was like oh i don't think i can get used to some stuff yeah. but they oh. they completely empower you strangers yeah. i just i mean <laughs> i didn't think that anybody would really be walking up to me and ask like hey so um i'm looking for something to like spice things up um i was thinking about adding something like this and you're like oh my gosh and then you're like but i never used one of these before so would it be smart to get this version or maybe like this one and now you gotta like walk them through and um and then you know you take things out of the box and you let them like sample it i remember taking some um of the uh is it okay to like say you something? You can say whatever you want, Trish. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't sure. I you're, wanna... you're all good. Yeah, yeah go ahead. <laughs> so there's like you know the um the the sex toys that have the butts and the the holes and things the like anatomy, that. Anatomy, yeah, yeah. And so you take them out of the thing, and then they're like trying to go for a realistic feel so you kind of just sit there and watch them like smack it on the ass and you're just like not this one and then maybe try another one it's like oh man that's kind of brutal you know (laughs) just some of the things you know we're complete strangers so i guess no harm no foul foul. they don't care yeah yeah, (laughs) you know just interesting Uh, yeah i appreciate you answering that question and and, uh that alicia too brought that out um 
And uh, so go go listen to the interview with Alicia and, and Trish if you want to find out exa- if you couldn't figure out where uh, Trish was a was a uh, cashier. Um, but a side note, yes, really quick. I don't think I answered this. Always go with the smaller size first. I That's that the- <laughs> makes makes sense to me. Smallest size. Anyway, start there. You just don't want to jump into something like that, for sure. Um, but um, Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. April 9th. There's no good transition from that to the next. <laughs> There's absolutely none. Uh, Alley Cat's real hot girl shit. April 9th. Uh, you're taking on Tasha Steeles. Really looking forward to that. Uh, what other What other goals you got for 2021? You know what? I want to. I would love to continue with title defenses. Yeah. I would like to set this up to where maybe I defend the title once a month. Okay. You know, maybe I can get, or maybe once a season, as I can see, like, you know, I'm looking at certain companies and if there's certain companies that are willing to like, you know, house me maybe it. once yeah. or twice a year and I could, you know, have my title defenses there. Just trying to continue to have a working relationship where I can continue to travel and defend my title. That's rule number one. Um, I also want to kind of get in the good graces of certain schools and maybe have somewhat of a graduate program, like a big sister or a big yeah. brother, you know, program, um, something like that. Uh, on the more informal side, I think just something that I can contribute my own self, like maybe going up along the coast and hosting seminars and just, you know, working with like younger talent. I think that a lot of talent fall off, like in a sense, maybe so there's a there's a nice big drop between being ready to work on the independence and making all the money that you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's like such a, a nice little drop in that sometimes. And I think just the politics and just the, the nature of wrestling sometimes can deter a lot of younger talent. So I think that I could, you know, my time would be better served maybe trying to be a big sister to some of those people and just – Maybe like touching one of the schools like once once a month or just showing up for like seminars or training and things like that. I feel like that's something that I would have wanted yeah. for myself. Um, I kind of felt like I was just kind of on this road alone this whole time. And I know it was not exactly like that. Yeah. But, you know, just some of those choices and decisions that I had to make, I did those alone. And I just want to make sure that nobody else has to right. if they don't want to. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, so training, cultivating a relationship with training schools is a goal and also continuing to defend my beautiful belt as how, well. How important, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, how important is, men- you were talking about the big drop off and, uh, people, uh, mental health is where I'm going. How important is mental health to the independent wrestler? It's, it's so important, you know, um, to say, well, this may not be a reach, but just walk with me a little okay. bit, right? I'll say that maybe independent wrestling can be a landmine sometimes, yeah. you know, and without a strong sense of self before you start that journey, it can get so, you know, and I've, I've not had my head on straight, you know, at certain points in my career. And I'm sure that'll only happen at some point, maybe in the future too, you know, good and bad times just happen, you know, and, oh man, just 
the amount of stuff that I feel like could have been avoided with like mentorship and things like that. It's just important to make sure you have a strong sense of self before starting any task, but especially something as challenging as, you know, as emotionally taxing, I'll say that. It can be emotionally taxing, uh, independent wrestling. And this is all happening in the public eye too. Like a lot of these things that you see happening and a lot of these pressures are oh people are going to see this and people are going to know this and people are going to you know I can't post what I want to post and I don't want to log on people are making fun of me and I I don't feel safe in my training environment and there's just there's just so much happening at so often and not to mention politics and you know not feeling like you belong anywhere and then then you're looking at it through the lens of being black talent, LGBTQ talent, or mar- other marginalized talents, you know, and to just add more, it's like just such a dog pile sometimes. It's so important to, you know, I, you know, I started going to therapy a little bit ago and it's, it's helped, yeah. you know, I feel pretty censored as is, but it's nice to have a nice anchor sometimes to where I'm like, okay, I knew I wasn't tripping, you know? Right. You know, just somebody neutral to help you talk through some things. Wrestling is, it'll do that to you sometimes. Yeah. Just emotionally taxing. Yeah, I can imagine, for sure. Um, we're nearing the end of the show, Trish. Uh, we, we can find you on Instagram at TrishAdora202, same as Twitter. Uh, you got a What a Maneuver uh, store, so you can find your stuff <laughs> there. Uh, we've been posting in the chat. Uh, what I like to do at the end of every show is I'm going to give you the mic. And uh, you can put over anything you want. You can uh, bury anything you want, or you can, you know, let us know. You know, cut a promo on on uh, Tasha Steeles. I I don't care. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. Okay, so you're putting me on the spot, and I get to talk about something. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Well, I just want to clue you all in. Mm. Um, I hadn't been recording this in particular just to let you know. But um, I'm currently filming for IWTV's Life Of, you know, and I'm going to be one of the participants. They'll be doing a story based on all the fun stuff that I get to film. So I'm super excited about that. I, you know, with every interview that I do, there's always like this peel back, you know, the layer of the onion, so to speak. So I always get like, there's a small amount of anxiety. I'm like a little bit, you know, somewhat of an introvert, you know, yeah. a little on the shy side somewhat. So, <laughs> so there's always like a small amount of anxiety that like comes with a, an interview. And I'm always like, Oh my gosh, I hope I don't do X, Y, Z. And there's always like this thing. Um, but having this GoPro and just kind of walking around and talking to the camera, it's allowed me to be so much more informal and just kind of not care and to shed that skin in a more natural way. And so it's going to be interesting. Some of the stuff that you all get to see, um, I go on my veterans um, appointments, things like that. I'm currently getting checked out for my, uh, for my claim that's getting processed. So I go through that. Um, There's training. There's going to be me talking about chess. So it's going to be a lot of really fun and interesting things that you get to see me do in real time nice. so awesome. pretty interesting stuff and i'm honored to be a part of the life of, the life of. thank you iwtv awesome excellent iwtv the life of i didn't even know that that's great that's awesome i look forward to that <laughs> um and uh yeah awesome so trish uh we look forward to you this weekend alley cats real hot girl shit which i really have found 
Uh, I like saying the name of that, that <laughs> pay-per-view. Real hot girl shit. April 9th uh, yeah. versus Tasha Steeles. Uh, you're you're going to come out on top, and you're going to look good doing it. And you're gonna, Well, we look forward to it. Uh, Vanessa, any final words? Um, I don't. I was just like gonna ask something about, but we're near the end, so I don't want to go into a whole. Oh, I know. I feel I, I dropped the ball again. What do you want to ask her? We can. We'll just end all that out. Else. No one. Else. Oh, yeah. No, I was just gonna ask like um her thought process going into the the Iron Man match with Tony Deppin. Oh, good point. Yes, yes. Good, good you know how that all happened? It was such a whirlwind. So I didn't have much time to prepare. They were ready to like pull the trigger on that relatively quickly. Um, so I went for mentally just making sure that I understood what was being asked of me mentally. You know, I had never, you know, rolled around in the ring for at any given time, maybe longer than like 25 minutes. And at that point, my in ring work had been about a total of 25 minutes and actually the, how am I going to, how am I going to put this? Let me not got signed of this hold on so <laughs> the amount of time that i put into that match was about 25 minutes right and so that was all three matches put together right to win this so i was still at quite a disadvantage you know time wise and he was he's so he's such a strong competitor you know and he's he's got he's got lungs you know he can go and go and go him and jordan oliver yeah. just went you know and i was a small amount intimidated. I'll be honest. I was extremely intimidated, you know, walking into that big stage, like beyond with, you know, PWI, you know, their eyes on their, you know, sponsoring the event as well. You know, it was for charity. I was able to pick up the victory, thankfully, and we donated to the Harriet Tubman's women's shelter. So it was a very lovely full circle moment. And I'm happy to have had that happen. But Going in, I was a small amount intimidated, but I knew I just had to just try to outlast in some way to at least like match his energy and try to outlast him. So it worked out in the end, thankfully. Yeah. He's probably staying up all night, all hours of the night with that new kid. Pretty odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such so, an adorable uh, little baby. He is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Are you nervous going into? I know we were supposed to be done. Are you, because you, you've said it now a couple of times, uh, you're a little nervous. Um, are you nervous going into your matches in general? Uh, you know, there is a bit of nerve, you know, that goes into it. Um, I approach my matches um, a little bit differently yeah. as far as how I'm interested in working my art with another person, yeah. you know? So I'm nervous in a sense because what I'm asking usually isn't of tradition, you know? Yeah. So there's nerves and, you know, the receptability of, you know, my technicality, you know, and my technical style and stuff like that. I get nervous. I'm like, okay, um, you know, this new transition I've been working on, is it going to go over? Or, you know, uh, is the crowd going to care? And do, do I care? How do I feel about certain things? You know what I mean? There's just... Oh, there's so much, you know, <laughs> like goes into it. I do get very, very nervous, but I think I can kind of channel that and turn that into like just sort of happy, nervous energy. And I hoping that it comes off a little more like that than yeah. the other nervous. <laughs> Excellent. Hope. Um, you've been a pleasure to have on. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. 
Uh, we look forward to your uh, IWTV. What's the name of that thing again? The uh, in the light. Yeah. I, IWTV, the life of. IWTV, the life of. We look forward to that. And Alley Cat's real hot girl shit on April 9th versus Tasha Seals. Trish, have a wonderful night. Thank you. You all yeah. as well. Peace. I appreciate you. Yep. Later. Later. Awesome. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're good. You're wonderful. Phenomenal. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Yeah. Excellent. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Go over here. Excellent. Good stuff. Good I think stuff. I, she beat Charlotte. She's my new favorite. Yeah, she's really good to talk to. 